0: Seven hours. Seven hours since the game ended. I've been avoiding this like the plague because (laughs) they fucking did it again, man. They did it again. And uh, yeah, they absolutely ruined this game. Ruined it. We should be having a completely different conversation Right now, other than the one we're about to have. Because the Bears shit to bed in the final four minutes of the game when they had a 98.2% win probability. Somehow, four minutes, 15 seconds later, we lost the game by five points. Fucking hell. So, yeah. Let's go ahead and, and get into this. This is the week 11 review episode of the Bears Talk Underground. So let's get to it. Seven hours, guys. Seven hours. I've been up and down the floors of this house. I distracted myself with dinner for a little while. Uh, watched some, uh, Got a brand-new Amazon Fire Stick from Amazon uh, today. Uh, distracted myself setting, getting that set up uh, and all that kind of stuff. I'm getting all my apps uh, downloaded. Uh, figured out that I solved the mystery of how it is I'm going to watch the Bear game next Monday while I'm at the Kiss concert, and that's, uh, well, I'm going to take a chance on, on NFL+. Plus. I've been kind of sussing it out uh, this week, and, um, you know, with, with the game... Available almost immediately after the game is over. That means my dad and I should be able to uh, watch the game as soon as we get back uh, from the show. So, yeah, I'm uh, so mystery solved as far as that. It might uh, affect when the uh, review episodes and everything come out, but nonetheless, the shows will get done because I'm going to have a chance to watch the uh, game. So. <sighs> But uh, yeah, so I've been distracting myself with this, that, uh, and the other. I uh, got a nice little setup down here in the, uh, in the basement of my, uh, my dad and my stepmom's place. Uh, I've been sitting five feet from this fucking desk, avoiding it like you wouldn't believe because I just didn't want to do this. Because like I said, we, we should be having a completely different conversation right now. I spent the whole week dreading this game whole week dreading that Justin Fields' return was going to be ruined because we were playing a team that was so much better than us because of the way that we struggled with the worst team in football, I had no faith whatsoever that we would be able to actually come out and compete with one of the best. And I was wrong. And for three-plus quarters, almost four full quarters, I was very wrong. And for those of you that are playing the Pick'em game uh, with me, I was very close to losing the 10 points that I put on the Lions to win the game in our confidence pool. I put 10 on Detroit. That's how confident I was that they would win. Would have been the happiest 10-point loss of my entire life as far as confident pools uh, are concerned. But leave it to Iberflus uh, and Getsey to piss it all away in record time. win probability chance. 1.8% chance the Lions would win. And somehow they pulled it off. No, not somehow. Eberflus and Getze. Absolutely just fine. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and dive in. You know, we got these uh, knee-jerk reactions and... The thing that I hate so much about this this Iberflus uh regime here is that the 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 the, the um, announcer said it was for the fourth time this year, and for however many times last year, we start the game so well. Led the league last year in first score drives, but we're probably the worst the league had to offer and actually doing anything after that. And here we are in the first quarter. We drive right down the field. Got the opening kickoff right down the field. Put it in the end zone. We're up 7-0. You know, fields look sharp on the drive. The whole fucking nine yards, man. And you'll hear me talk about it. I, I, I said it in the preview. I said it in the preview. We need to be aggressive, and we need to be opportunistic and we were neither of those things on defense today. You'll hear me talk about it and we were actually we were neither of those things on offense as well. the offense did well. Fields did awesome. this game this loss is not on him of course it's punctuated by another mistake or you know uh, I, I don't really call it a mistake but you know another mistake that because of the strip sack on uh, from Aiden Hutchison. you'll hear me call it. In the fourth quarter knee jerk reaction, I couldn't think of his first name. I fucking called him Chad Hutchinson. So the quarterback we cut in two thousand five was able to beat Darnell right off the edge and strip sack Justin Fields. So uh you gotta find ways to laugh, guys. But anyway, it just it's punctuated by that one mistake that was the last thing that the Bears were able to do in this game. And it just It completely overshadows everything else. You know, he was mistake-free today, aside from that last play right at the fucking very end. He ran for over 100 yards, rushing first time he's done that uh, this year. We saw a lot more of 2022 Justin Fields today. Designed runs, creating opportunities uh, with his feet. And, you know, this loss is not on him. It was in that final four minutes, and actually before that, Getsy has no balls, man. None. I would give my left nut to have a Dan Campbell as my head coach. Okay, we'll talk more about that when we get to it in the third and fourth quarters. But let's start things off with the uh, first quarter knee-jerk reaction. We started off great, and it just... the the opportunistic thing it becomes a theme i I talked about it in the preview episode and it was one opportunity after another that the bears let slip through their fingers that we could have had this game over with by halftime but no we are why we are we are who we are and that's why we're three and seven now three and eight (laughs) knee jerk reaction first quarter bears and lions and Everybody's back. We're as healthy as we've been on this team all year, especially on the offensive side. You know, it's like even Cody Whitehair is healthy. He's just been benched for the, you know, for the day. But um, the Bears get the ball on the opening drive, 10 plays, 75 yards. It was a great mixture of what this offense should look like. You know, runs, play action, rolling, moving the pocket, design Justin Fields, Runs. I think he was like either five for six or something, on that opening drive. The Bears punch it in from a yard out with Deontay Foreman. And about that, I'm all for the the referees helping us out. You know, whenever they want to toss us a bone. Uh, but does the uncatchable ball rule exist anymore? Because uh, the Bears got a fresh set of downs when we're like the one or two. Yard line, but Justin Fields launched it over Robert Tunyon's head. I think he hit a kid in the face with the ball, or or something like that. And, and still, we got a pass interference call that gave us a a fresh set of downs. Not that we really needed the help in that moment. We we punched it in one play later with Deontay Foreman. I just kind of wonder. You don't really see the uncatchable rule, you know, uncatchable ball rule, get enforced anymore. Just the, the pass interference is all that matters because. If there was no pass interference, he'd have been able to jump nine feet into the air and catch that ball that was over his head. But nonetheless, <laughs> the the Bears actually got an interception from Tyreek Stevenson on the first drive from the Lions, but not following my keys to the game. The Bears were not opportunistic in making the Lions pay for that mistake. Tyreek Stevenson's interception was a no harm, no foul. The Bears end up punting, coming away with nothing. We can't afford that. So we uh, give the ball back to the Lions. They have the football right now. The Bears are up 7 nothing. The offense looked good on the second drive, but they didn't punch it in to take advantage of the interception. Hopefully we can be consistent like that and at least moving the chains, eating up some clock and things like that, keeping the ball out of Detroit's hands Uh, going forward so I'm liking what I'm seeing from the offense just we got to make them pay when they make mistakes like that we did not do that we did and we didn't we did hang on to the football we did dominate the clock we had over 40 minutes time of possession today the Lions had under 20 like 1949 uh time of possession we you know two to one in, in time of possession today and we still lost the fucking game i, I just and we 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 didn't make the lions pay for their mistakes today we had four turnovers we only got one score out of it one and it's just like Jared Goff was practically begging us to take this game away and in and, and in the second quarter it wasn't about the the uh like not making them pay for the turnover, which did in fact happen again, we weren't opportunistic when we had a chance to really hurt him, to really hurt him, and then we hurt ourselves in the process. But like I said in the first quarter, we looked sharp. We we did what we always do on this opening drive. I mean, Luke Getze, I'll give him credit for something. He can really script those first 15 plays, man. He can really fucking nail him because we go out there. We are a well-oiled machine, you know, moving the ball down the field, mixing things up, doing what this offense was put together uh, to do, using the tool that is Justin Fields to his full extent. Designed runs, rollouts in the pocket, you know, finding receivers downfield and so on and so forth. It was, it was awesome. It was awesome, and it was a great way to kind of settle the fans down as far as having any anxiety about having Fields back for the first time in over a month. For those of uh, us out there, well, not us as in me, but us as in the fan base that would prefer to still have Tyson Bagent out there, we put that shit to bed almost immediately because the offense just looked so different with Fields out there. You know, it, it, we were able to expand and use the whole field. We're still neglecting the middle of the field. Don't get me started. But it just, it's it's not where it needs to be as far as that goes. But you know, having fields out there adds another dimension to the offense. I mean, you even heard Dan Campbell say it at, uh, or uh, you know, through the through the mouth of the sideline reporter uh, coming into the half or going into the second half. And it was like, you know, fields, 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 fields. I mean, Khalil Mack said it a couple of weeks ago when we played him on Sunday Night Football. He's like, thank God number one wasn't out there. You know, they all know. Everybody in that league knows what Justin Fields is, how how much of a dangerous player he can be and what he brings to this offense. And I think everybody also knows he's being held back by his coaching. That's just all there is to it. And, and it really puts Ryan Poles in a terrible, terrible situation because on the face of it, Fields hasn't met expectations. But at the same time, when you go back and look at this whole thing, has anybody used him properly yet? You know, today was a really great example of what it looks like when you do. And then in the fourth quarter, when the game counted, you took the ball out of his hands. And I can't wrap my head around that. I cannot wrap my head around it. You know, we, get, we got prick-teased in the first quarter with, hey, how about this? Look at this. We're running the football. We're moving the chains. We're throwing the ball. We're even doing designed runs with this quarterback that made a national name for himself last year on a 3-14 and team with his legs, being the most dynamic player out there. I mean, there were even some discussions last season about at least, you know, somebody voting for him for MVP. That is how huge he was for the Bears last year and helping us have the number one rushing attack. And, you know, like two, three games in a row, he rushed for over 150 yards uh, a game. Like three games and, or, you know, like a whole, like seven or eight games last year, he had a anywhere from a 30 to 60 yard run Uh, in the game he was just so dynamic and we got away from that completely this year like it just was not an element of the offense and here we are we finally put it back into the offense where we're seeing it's 104 yards rushing today 104 it's like Roshan Deontay and uh who else is back there Khalil Herbert was finally back the three of them combined didn't get more yards than Justin Fields today. That's how effective he was. And, you know, it's just as the game goes along. I, it, I just, I got a thousand things going on in my head right now. So I apologize for the stuttering and, and, and you know, the slowing down guys. I Like I said, seven, seven fucking hours I've been sitting in this house trying to think of how I want to formulate this, how I want to make it sound like a cohesive, well-thought-out, because that's what I've been doing for the last seven hours is thinking. And this is what it sounds like, because I've got a thousand different things I want to say and I only got one mouth for them to come out of. So, yeah. So in the second quarter, it was more missed opportunities, more of what and, – and we actually really got to see – what the difference is between a team that's seven and two and a team that's three and seven, and we talk about it here in the knee jerk reaction. Check it out. <laughs> knee jerk reaction, second quarter, Bears, Lions, and just <laughs> I am so pissed right now because it, that we're we're seeing the difference between a seven and two and three and seven team because we got another interception out of golf. In the second in Early in the second quarter Actually TJ Edwards stepped right in front of one The Bears brought The Bears got pressure We're collapsing, collapsing the pocket On Goff He tries to You know File one in there TJ Edwards Picks it off Both of those interceptions That we got in the first half Zero points And as a matter of fact After the second Interception We turn it over On a Tyler Scott fumble To the Lions Who in turn Put it in the end zone to make it a seven-seven ball game. Not to mention, before Jameer Gibbs scores that touchdown, the play before it, Jalen Johnson drops an interception that would have been the easiest pick six you'd ever see. You know, he broke on the ball. He was already he already had a running start. He just flat out dropped the damn ball. He misses it. The next play, the Lions tie the game. So what should have been 14 to nothing after the pick six was 7-7 and then the rest of it was you know we we put together a a a really nice drive but the defense of the Lions tightened up on the Bears uh in or around the uh red zone and forced a field goal so the Bears were up 10-7 with about a buck 50 to go in the first half and then we just allowed the Lions to go right down the field uh and put one in the end zone just before uh halftime because Iberflues apparently didn't realize that detroit has all three of their timeouts so it's like the defense is scattered all amongst the sidelines meanwhile the lions are doing slant routes they're dropping running backs right in the middle of the field taking everything that the bears are giving them and chunking the ball down the field it wasn't until this two-minute drive that we finally started dialing up blitzes uh, on golf but by then it didn't matter and the lions move the ball down the field they take the lead at halftime so in a game where the bears have mostly dominated and probably statistically have this thing by the balls we don't take opp- we don't take advantage of the opportunities with the interceptions come away with zero points the lions have one turnover taken from us for one touchdown i mean yeah we should have three interceptions the third one should have been a pick six we did nothing with the turnovers we got we let one get through our fingers, and we're losing. We're losing a game. We should be winning. <laughs> yeah. So we get a second interception. I mean, and this is a team that has struggled mightily in creating takeaways and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. They gave Ibraflus four of them today. Four. Hits principle was working like a son of a bitch today. We had four turnovers in this, three golf, interceptions, and a fumble recovery we'll talk about a little bit uh, later. But it's like after the interception, after the second one, Gervon Dexter, or was that later? That was later. The one for TJ Edwards, Like he, there was pressure. I think it was Rasheem Green, I think I said, that was pressuring, that was really pushing uh, Decker, the left tackle, back into golf. So he was like, you know, off kilter. He tries to sling it in there. Edwards steps right in front of it. Uh, for the interception. After the interception, we got stuffed for a loss on first down. We had to delay a game before the second play, and then Tyler Scott fumbles it to give it back uh, to the Lions at the, at the Chicago 34. And then, like I said, Jalen Johnson misses what would have been the easiest pick six of all time. The only thing that prevents him is that uh, like a DJ, uh, DK Metcalf-type effort to run Jalen Johnson down. You know, because he was running it, it would it would almost been like that that uh pick six interception for uh Eddie Jackson back in twenty eighteen where Stafford tried to throw it across the field and Eddie stepped right in front of it like he was the intended receiver and just runs it in for the into the end zone uh for a touchdown. It should have been that easy. Fourteen point swing guys. It should have been fourteen nothing Bears and instead it's seven seven after Jameer Gibbs uh, scores uh, the touchdown and then we answer with a 15 play 62 yard drive but we, we don't punch it in we have to settle for a field goal give the ball back to the Lions with like uh, like maybe two minutes to go uh, in the half and they proceed to go on a 10 play 75 yard drive they squeezed into a minute 36. Before um, Goff finds Amon Ross, St. Brown uh, in the end zone for a seven-yard touchdown. I mean, it's just it just it it boggles the mind, you know. (laughs) But like I said, two missed opportunities there in that in the quarter alone. We get a second interception, which is rare. We have we I don't remember how long we went but we went on a several game streak where we didn't get any takeaways zero okay and then we finally get our hands on two in the first half and very early as well and not only do we just automatically give the ball back but then the lions show the what show us why they're 7 and 2 why we're 3 and 7 by taking that fumble taking it on the short field and making us pay for it fully by putting it in the end zone for a touchdown. By also capitalizing on yet another mistake, which was Jalen Johnson not running an interception back for a touchdown when Goff practically gift-wrapped the fucking thing for him. Nope. You, You let us get away with one there. Okay, very next play, bang. Now the game is tied. It shouldn't be, but it is. Two interceptions we had prior to that happening, zero points. One fumble from us. Eight plays later, they're in the end zone. The game is fucking tight. So, yeah, there it was. So, and then we go on a 15-play drive. 15 plays, seven and a half minutes. We practically inhale the second quarter. But, nope, we come up short. We can't get it done, and we have to settle for, a, uh, settle for a field goal, and it's 10-7. So, yay, we got the lead back. But then we proceed to just let them march right down the field, and like you heard me talking about in the, uh, in the knee-jerk reaction, I was losing my mind because, number one, our offense doesn't exploit the middle of the field enough. It's always on the sidelines. Uh, and you know and shit like that. You just don't see enough of it down the middle of the field. We don't use it. We've we have Robert Tunyon. We have Cole uh, Komet. You know we have two guys that I mean Tunyon was awesome in Green Bay with with uh, I was going to say Justin Fields with Aaron Rodgers. Okay, he owned the the, uh, the seam route down the middle of the field. Boom, Rodgers found him for it all the time. One of his favorite red zone targets. Okay, same thing with Cole Komet, You know. He, he's six six, so he's somebody that can go out there and get the damn ball over most people that would be defending him, uh, you know, in the second and third levels uh, and everything. No, don't use him. But what do the Lions do? They see, they exploit that, that soft, <coughs> excuse me, soft center of the field that you find in a cover two, and especially when you're playing prevent, trying to keep it in front of you. Yeah, the Lions would happily. Take those slant routes. And like I said, they dumped, uh, I think it was Jameer Gibbs, right, you know, right. He just ran right through the offensive line about three, year, three yards behind the defensive line, stopped right there, caught the ball, and got a good five yards or more before we finally got to him. They did that over and over again as they marched down the field. And I mean, it, it wasn't until later in that drive when they were closing in on the end zone that the Lions actually started going to the outside of the field because they didn't need to. They didn't need to attack the sideline. Why? Because they had all three of their timeouts, okay? So they could easily go for and attack the middle of the field. And if they were using up too much time, they could call a timeout. They had all three. So we should have been defending the entire field. Easier said than done. But we weren't doing that. We were absolutely living on the sidelines and giving up the middle of the field. And the Lions were like, oh, look at that. Okay, well, we'll take that. And then we'll take that. We'll take it again. And it was at least five or six plays into that drive before the Lions started going to the outside and starting to you know, use the sideline as a tool to, to save clock uh, and everything before they finally scored uh, the touchdown uh, at the end of the half to take the lead. And you, like you heard me say, it. we should have been winning this fucking game. Two interceptions, zero points, okay? We stumble all over ourselves looking like a 3-17 and 17 with the – not only with the Tyler Scott fumble, but with the getting stuffed on first down and then the delay a game on top of that right afterwards. So it was like, what, third and 16 or second and 16, whatever ridiculousness it was before, before Scott fumbles uh, the ball. Unreal, man. I just, you know, and like I said, I was pissed at halftime. It's like, we're losing this game, and we shouldn't be, you know, because the Lions had to be in the locker room. It's like, how the fuck are we winning this game? It's like, are these guys serious? It's just, you know, are these guys serious? It was because you know, like, they got a fumble. They put it in the end zone, put a score on the board. They hurt us with it, you know, and, and we just didn't do that. Being we weren't opportunistic, we weren't aggressive, Period. And it's, it's like, I, you know, I, I and I said, we would have to be as close to perfect as possible to, to win this one. And we certainly weren't on that drive, and we paid for it. We paid for it. You know, we weren't perfect when Jalen Johnson ran through with his fucking butterfingers and dropped the ball. Would have been a pick six. What happened? One play later, we scored. They scored, I should say. They scored. Son of a bitch. Over and over again, this keeps happening. So the second half comes, and the third quarter was very good for us. We won the quarter 10 to nothing. But settling for field goals again, let me make sure I'm getting my my facts straight here. Yeah, the first drive of the third quarter for us, after we we stopped the Lions on third down for the first time in the game, and you'll hear me talk about that. Uh, in, the, uh, in the knee-jerk reaction. I had no idea that the Lions were 6-for-6 six six in the first half uh, on, on third down. Uh, the Bears come out with a, uh, with a drive, their first drive. And, um, yeah, it stalled out and we had to settle for uh, another Santos field goal. But after that, that's kind of when the fireworks started. But it was also foreshadowing that uh, shit was going to go sideways. Uh, in the fourth quarter (laughs) knee jerk reaction third quarter Bears and Lions and this was much better if the second quarter had gone like the third this game would be over the Bears would have put this thing away already because the first two drives for the Lions number one we finally stopped them on third down I didn't realize the Lions went six for six in the first half on third down conversions. And first drive, the Lions start with the ball. We get a sack on Goff. Here comes uh, Sanborn on the blitz to make the force the punt. The Bears put a decent drive together, as we've been doing all day, but the Lions got stingy once it got in their territory, forced a field goal to um, for uh, Santos to make it 14-13. to 13. Then the fireworks began because on the ensuing kickoff, First, it was kind of like, oh, no, because Santos had this knuckleball kick that, you know, got to the kicker or the kick returner in a heartbeat. So I'm like, oh, man, this is like nobody's had time to run downfield. This could be a big return. And instead, Tyreek Stevenson throws his helmet right into uh, Craig Reynolds gut. The fall, the football comes out. The Bears recover. A few plays later, bang, we turn that turnover into points. We capitalize. We are opportunistic on the Lions' mistake. Put it in the end zone, 39 yards from Fields to DJ Moore. It's 20-14. to 14. And then, Gervon Dexter tips a pass at the line of scrimmage on the ensuing drive on third down again. So the Lions are 0-2 on third down in the second half. Picked off with Tremaine Edmonds. That's the drive that the Bears are on now. They're in Lions territory. It's going to be third and one when we start the fourth quarter. The Bears are up 20-14. to And they are playing like a competitive football team. And that is all we can really ask for. But we're winning right now. We have a chance to put some real distance between us. And the Lions, even if we only settle for a field goal here, it's still a two-score game going into the fourth quarter. <laughs> and here I was, the damn fool, thinking that having a two-score lead was going to help us out or that was going to uh, save us. And uh, I know better, you know better, but you, you know, heard me kind of uh, you know, fawning over the Bears and, and the fact that we were competitive in this game that I was so terrified we were going to get murdered in. You know I, I you know obviously I was joking but at the same time I didn't really think it was that much of a stretch to think that this could be another 41 to 10 bloodbath like we had in Detroit uh, last year with how hot the Lions have been with how how you know solid they've been start to finish uh this season it's really been impressive to see them uh you know pull this off this year to be the team that's lived up to the hype it doesn't happen very often uh, in the NFL. It really doesn't. And the all-offseason long and into the preseason, into the year, uh, everyone was, you know, I mean, kind of like me, actually. We, I, th- I think you heard me mention this when we spoke with Jeremy uh, last week from Pride of Detroit that, uh, you know, I went into this season believing that the Lions could be that team. It was like, but they're still the Lions, so I need to see it in order to believe it and They've spent the season making me believe it. The Lions are legit. They are legit. How legit are they? We'll find out when when, uh, January rolls around. And if they get to host a playoff game, uh, you know, maybe they get a win and send themselves to the national, national, the NFC championship game, yeah, then for real. And then we can talk Super Bowl after that. But they're going to the playoffs. They're going to win this division and it, they deserve it. They absolutely deserve it. They've orchestrated this rebuild to perfection up to this point. This is what it's supposed to look like. You take all your lumps in year one, you make a move in year two, so that in, when year three rolls around, you're ready to rock. They've been rocking all year. And here we are against this team that has been rocking all year, that started off the year by going on the road and beating the world champs as they raised the banner. We're giving it just as good as we're getting it. And and in fact, at that point, we were better than them. We won the third quarter 10 to nothing. We have the lead. You know, we're up 20 to 14. And at the end of the third quarter, we were on our way to to add to that. To add to that total. To put more space between us and then. And it was fantastic. And and what really turned me was when we got that fumble recovery. And we put it in the end zone for a touchdown. The play... For DJ to, from Fields to DJ Moore was amazing for a few different reasons. Number one, it was instead of panicking and trying to roll out and all that kind of stuff, you saw Fields step up in the pocket and fires the ball downfield, a perfect, perfect throw to DJ Moore. And where did this route happen? In the middle of the fucking field. We finally attack the middle of the field, and we get a 40-yard touchdown out of it to stun Ford Field, who was heavily into the game. Okay, field steps up, bang, perfect throw. This is why we drafted him, or these are the throws that were on the highlight reel that made you want to draft him. Bang, he hits DJ Moore with that throw. Beautiful, just absolute music to my eyes. You know what I'm saying? Just absolute beauty. Okay? And it was capitalizing on a mistake. In that moment, we had done what we hadn't done all day. You know, we we were opportunistic. We were aggressive. A throw deep down the field to DJ Moore. Perfect. Absolutely the right call. Go and get it. You know, grab by the fucking throat and don't let go. (sighs) And we get to the fourth quarter. And what do we do? We let the Lions breathe. We had our foot on their throat going into the fourth quarter because we got a third interception out of golf. Gervon Dexter gets one of those big mitts in the air. It ricochets into the hands of Tremaine Edmonds. We start in Lions territory, and we're moving the football. We're back in field goal range. It's third and one, okay? And I know, I know. What happens if virtually anybody else is coaching this team? But instead, that wasn't happen because we got Ibraflus. We got Ibraflus running the show, and when when you play not to lose, it's almost guaranteed that you will. Okay, like I, I I would love it if you guys could message me, send me comments. Okay, please give me examples of somebody playing not to lose that actually won, okay? Because all I know is that I've been watching this football team play football my entire life, okay? And even going back to the days of Lovey Smith, Lovey loved to play not to lose. And a lot of times, especially towards the end of his run with the Bears, whenever he tried to do that shit, it worked against us. I can give you half a dozen top off the top of my head right now where that hurt John Fox. Okay. And maybe it's because those are defensive coaches and they want to rely on their defense and all that kind of shit. But come on, man. When you have the chance to put them down, you put them down. And, you know, we had our chance. We didn't do it. And the result was inevitable. My opinion. (laughs) Knee jerk reaction. Fourth quarter. Bears and lions and talk about an absolute epic choke by the Bears. Absolute epic choke. We 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 put together a what like a 13-14 play drive, whatever it was, eat up eight and almost nine minutes, eight minutes 45 seconds worth of clock. But again, we can't get it done. We have to settle for another field goal. With four and a half minutes to go in the game, it was a 26-14 to 14 lead for the Bears. The Lions score in six plays, a minute 16 to make it a one-score game at 26-21. Okay? The Bears go three plays in 15 seconds. Two runs and an incomplete pass on third down. Just barely out of the outstretched hands of uh, Tyler Scott. Just an eyelash too far. We end up punting the ball back. Another big drive from the Lions. They march right down the field. A a one-yard David Montgomery run, because why not, at the end to take the lead. They go for two. They get it. 29-26. And then on the first play from scrimmage, with the game on the line, once again, Justin Fields and the offense fail. Chad Hutchinson, who had been, you know, um, Darnold Wright has had a great game against Hutchinson. He struggled with him, as he should. Hutchinson's one of the best in the league. Strip sacks, Fields, the the ball fumbles, it comes out. It goes rolling out the back of the end zone for a safety. Bears lose 31-26. Now, all of that happened in the last four and a half minutes. Unbelievable. The Bears came apart at the seams. It's unreal. Absolutely unreal. We fall to four, three and eight. The Lions improved to eight and two. And Iberflus is now what? 0 oh and eight, 0 oh for seven, or something like that, against the NFC North. And it's really our own fault. <laughs> Fucking ain't right. It was our own fault. Because it, it, it started almost immediately. In the fourth quarter, because we're on this drive after we got the interception, we're we're starting at the lion forty three yard line. Okay, we we got a uh, we got a well, we got two first downs. Looks like one, yeah, one for one first down. Okay, we start the fourth quarter. It's third and one. We do one of those tush push plays, and and one thing, one thing. If I could be nitpicky about one thing when it comes to Justin Fields, it's that in these third and one or third and inches, fourth and inches situations, I would give anything, and I know this is probably something he's been coached not to do, I would give anything for him to stick his arms out to get the yardage that we need. Okay. Instead, he gets T-Rex arms and he's holding the ball into his body. And I feel like that's what kept him from getting the first down on that tush push because it looked like he himself made good progress. But because the ball was half a yard behind him, because he's carrying it down in his breadbasket, as opposed to sticking the ball out as to, you know, try to get the ball past the line to gain, we came up short on that third and one. And if the Bears were coached by Dan Campbell, Cairo Santos is sent home on fourth down. He's nowhere to be seen. Okay, he's like, just dig a hole on the sidelines and don't come out until we score a touchdown so you can kick the extra point because we're going for it on fourth and inches. But instead, we play not to lose. We take the points. A 40-yard field goal from Santos makes it the two-score game that I was talking about at the end of the third quarter. But... I really didn't like that we that we kicked the field goal. I know that I I sounded like I was on board at the end of the third quarter. I was like because of the way the third quarter went, you know, because of the way of the way the third quarter went, the Bears had two turnovers or got two more turnovers in the in the third quarter, one that we put into the end zone to take the lead. In the game, and the one and the other one that we were just about to make them pay for, again we got ten points off of those turnovers in the third quarter. <laughs> but it, there's it, it, taking taking the points was the wrong move. We should have gone for it uh, on fourth down. We should have gone for it on fourth down. And what I would what I would give. Uh, my right leg for it, it would have been like a play action. And if if anybody remembers, in 2007, the Bears went up to Lambeau Field Sunday Night Football. Okay, it's fourth and fourth and something. I don't know if it was fourth and one, but it was like fourth and fourth and short. And we got it all set up like we're going to try to run the football. The Packers have loaded up the box. Snap of the ball comes. Brian Greasy was the quarterback, fakes the handoff, and who's wide open down the middle of the field because everybody else is defending the run but Desmond Clark. He throws one over the top to Desmond Clark, touchdown. And for a season where we struggled so mightily, finished 7-9, and nine, that gave us the win like on Sunday Night Football in Green Bay over the Packers. We ended up sweeping Green Bay that year. I think that's the last time we did that too. We went seven and nine that year. We got two of those fucking victories over Green Bay. That one on national TV on Sunday Night Football, and then we absolutely embarrassed them, and so it would feel like thirty five to seven. That almost made going seven and nine worth it. I'd give anything to see the Bears run something like that. Fake the handoff to you know put have three tight have all three of our tight ends out there, you know, have Cole Kmet running you know go and cover it or you know in, in motion. Uh, from right to left we get the handoff you know and we've also got uh what's his name back there blazing game uh as the fullback he goes plowing into the pile we fake the handoff to herbert but who's wide open because everybody's playing the run mercedes fucking lewis right down the middle of the field for the first down or god forbid even a touchdown because i mean yeah but no fucking no we're not doing that we're not even going to put the f- offense on the field. And even in this moment, even in this, this, this time frame right now where we're trying to decide if Justin Fields is the guy or do we use that number one pick on Caleb Williams or Drake May or, uh, or, or whatever, instead of putting the ball in his hands to see if he can step up and do something in the moment, you know, do a design run so to see if he can get that first down for us. Kick the field goal. Take the points. (sighs) Fine. Fine. So, ensuing drive, Lions go three and out. Jalen Johnson drops another interception. Now, granted, that one was harder to get his hands on. He actually had to dive for that one. But, for the second time today, ball him in the fucking hands. You got to catch it, bro. You got to do it. I mean, I know you can't catch, and that's why you're a fucking DB, but when the ball hits you in the hands like that, you got to bring it down. You got to do it. And, um, yeah. Then we proceed to go on this absolute life-draining, uh, you know, drive. 14 place, 70 yards, 8 minutes, 45 seconds taken off the clock. Okay, we started at our own nine-yard line, and we proceed to get one, two, three, four first downs on this drive. I think the Bears only threw maybe one or two passes in that whole drive. It was all runs, and it was bang, 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 bang down the field running the football. Design runs from field, Herbert here, Roshan Johnson there, uh, and everything. I think Deontay Foreman was out of the game by this point. But eight minutes, 45 seconds later, we're at the 21-yard line of Detroit. Now, granted, it was fourth and five here, so you got to take the points there. You have to. But at the same time, we weren't being aggressive. We weren't being opportunistic. And the opportunity was to extend the drive. We're already up two scores. The benefit in going for it on fourth and five in that situation is if we convert, that's more time off the clock. Now the Lions have to start using their first downs. And even if we have to settle for a field goal in anywhere from three to five plays later, that much more time is off the clock. And now taking, kicking that field goal puts us up by 12 to a team that has no timeouts and has to score twice in a much less amount of time. That's why going for it was worth the risk. But nope, we're going to take the points. We're going to take the points. It's like, never mind how well the defense is playing, man. Best player on the team is finally back. He's finally healthy. He's also, as I mentioned in the first quarter knee-jerk reaction, Surrounded by the team that we've been wanting to surround him with all fucking season. We've been waiting for this. Because we started dropping like flies early on. And throughout the season, we've been losing guys here and there. We've been playing musical chairs on the fucking offensive line. Today's starting five was the closest we've been all season to having our quote-unquote five best out there on the field. Okay? And this would be what the Bears would consider their five best offensive linemen. Since since Cody Whitehair has been sent to the bench, Lucas Patrick is our center now. And we had our two best guards, Nate Davis and Tevin Jenkins, on the field for the first time. And actually, the Washington game was the first time, wasn't it? But we kept rotating Jenkins in and out with, J- with JT Carter. But, you know, but I mean... We've got our tackles out there together now, Braxton Jones and Darnell Wright. We got our best guards in Nate Davis and Tevin Jenkins, and we got our center in Lucas Patrick. This is the first time all season we've had our quote-unquote best five out there. Justin Fields is healthy, or healthy enough to finally be playing. He said he's still got a little pain uh, in the hand, but it didn't look like it. They kept talking about how he was shaking his hand. It's because of that cut he had. I think somebody got like got underneath the, the cuticle in his middle finger, and that's what was bleeding. That shit hurts, man. That's why he was shaking his finger. That stuff hurts. But, yeah. Let's take these fucking guys out for a spin. We got DJ Moore out there. We have uh, Darno Mooney out there. Comet is healthy. Tunyon uh, is healthy. Because there's no Chase Claypool, we got Equinemia St. Brown out there healthy again. We got Tyler Scott as well. Let's use these guys. Nope. We're going to put it back on the defense. And granted, after the way they played in the third quarter and how fresh they would have been after that nine-minute break in the fourth quarter, I can see some logic in it. But, you know, hindsight is twenty-twenty, man, and I just – I feel like fourth and five and the Lion 21 yard line, even if we fail to get it, we've taken a little bit more time off the clock. They're deep in their own territory. They've got to go the length of the field. They need a touchdown, at least one. They need a touchdown because we would have been, we still would have been up 23 to 14 at that point. They need at least one touchdown. And then they need to get the ball back so that they can try to go out there to do it again. And uh, instead, we settle for that field goal. Six plays, 75 yards in a minute 16. And they made it look ridiculously easy. 32-yard touchdown pass to Jamison Williams. And, and that was the moment that, uh, for me, that was the first inkling that I had that uh, we were going to lose this game, because it just it just felt like the air got sucked out of the room with that touchdown. Like, oh, great. They believe in the cells now. You know, we've been fucking around settling for field goals instead of being aggressive and going for it. No, no, we're just We played not to lose, and we fucking lost. Play not to lose when we lost. Plain and simple. And after they scored that touchdown, we call two of the most predictable run plays on the planet that gain one yard between the two plays. One yard in the two running plays. Because we not only did we just run it, we ran it up the middle in a box that had at least nine players within the first three yards of the line of scrimmage. We saw that defensive front and didn't think to, I don't know, call a timeout or audible to something else or whatever. Nope. Just run the play. Hand it off. Yeah. And then the Tyler Scott play. I didn't mention it during the knee-jerk reaction, but he didn't give up on the play, but he didn't run through it. The reason that it was overthrown was because he took a little bit off of it. He took a little bit, you know, he took a step, but he, he dropped it down into third uh, instead of keeping it locked into fourth gear. He took it down to third, and that's why he, didn't, uh, he wasn't underneath the ball. Because the throw was there, man. It was there. If he's running full speed the whole time, he catches that thing in stride. Okay? And we'll never know what happens. He might have been tackled immediately. But instead, it flies right through his extended fingers. Because somehow, because of the way he ran the route, Justin Fields overthrew him. Just barely. But it was... Yeah. It was there. That was the throw that we needed. And that was the moment where we get aggressive. That was the moment where we got aggressive. And, I, and I've heard the press conferences or the, heard the comments in the press conference where Fields saying that play was designed to go on the crossing route to DJ Moore. It's like, how about that? Attack in the middle of the field, son of a bitch. You know, who, who would have thought? But instead he saw Scott had a step on his guy. He made the throw. It was a good throw. Scott didn't run full speed uh, through it. You know, it's, it's not so much that he gave up on the route, but he didn't run his route. He didn't run it. And if he had, that ball probably ends right in his hands. Because even though he had two defenders there, he was in front of them both. He catches that ball, and even if he falls immediately to the ground, it's at least like a 50-yard gain. We're out of the shadow of our end zone, and we're in their territory. Now they got to start burning timeouts. Or at least they got to burn their last timeout because they only had one at that point. They only had one because they call a timeout after first and second down. That's how the the three-play drive took 15 seconds. We took at least 10 of it on that third down play. They would have had to call their third and final timeout and then, you know, the Bears would have just needed one more first down after that and the two-minute warning to win the game. That's it. But instead... Tyler Scott doesn't run all the way through. The ball is too far. The Bears have to punt. And, yeah, then the Lions go 11 plays in two minutes. It's amazing. For a team that had less than 20 minutes time of possession for the entire game, they managed to squeeze 17 plays and nearly 150 yards of offense into three minutes and 20 seconds. Because the first drive was a minute 16. The second drive was two minutes, four seconds. And of course it ended with a fuck you touchdown from David Montgomery. Had to be him that scored that touchdown. <laughs> yeah, great. So, Because why the fuck not? Why not? Why not David Montgomery in this moment where he hasn't exactly been blowing our doors off or anything like that? He's had a run here and there because the Lions have an offensive line that is the envy of most people in the league. He had his moments, but he was not dominating this game by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, he 12 carries for 76 yards, that's a good day. That's six yards a carry. But, you know, you didn't really notice, honestly. You know, now that I'm, I'm actually surprised to see it was that high. You know, like, he, he had his runs. He had some good runs in the game, but it wasn't like he was taking over the game. But there he was at the end. Got that one-yard run that put the Lions ahead, finally. 26 to, or was it 20, would have been 27 to 21. And then the two-point play uh, was child's play for us uh, as well. Wide open to Sam Laporta for the 29-26 lead. So now we need a field goal to tie. And you heard me call him Chad Hutchinson. It was Aiden Hutchinson who beat right around the edge and uh, got the hand on the on the ball and like I said the the performance that fields put on <clears throat> excuse me 16 of 23 169 a touchdown no interceptions 18 carries 104 yards led the game in rushing okay Herbert Johnson Foreman 35 30 and 14 so 65 and 14 to 79 yards on 28 carries between the three of them Fields at 18 for 104 he was our offense today DJ Moore seven catches 96 yards and a touchdown there you go next time we want to see a little bit more uh, darno Mooney a little more Cole Komet, and then you know that'll push that uh, passing total over well over 169 yards but it's like the whole thing I was the whole time the whole time I'm thinking, man, you know, we're running the ball fairly well against the number three rush defense in the league. Imagine what we'll look like with this offensive line, with these running backs, with the design fields runs against teams that aren't very good against the run. Imagine with our with our the six games that we have left, we run into a team that's not very good against the run, and uh, you know, It'll be like last year. We're just dominating uh, through the run. But it's like the Bears dominated time of possession. Four turnovers in this game. We still managed to lose. And uh, we do it in embarrassing, epic fashion. That with four minutes and 15 seconds to go in the game, we had a 90, 98.2 win probability chance. And... uh Less than four minutes later, with 22 seconds to go, it's 31-26 to 26 and the game is over. So, yeah, that was... Uh, fuck, it's so disappointing, man. Because, I mean, it just, like I said, all the dread that I had going into this game, all the dread, whether I was, you know, I, I was joking, exaggerating at times or whatever, but I truly was afraid because you guys have been hearing me talk about for the last month and a half the stretch that just ended with Carolina. Starting with uh, Vegas, then going to uh, the Chargers, playing, uh, playing the Saints. I'm probably forgetting somebody in there. Ending with, with Carolina. There's a five-game stretch in there. I was like, these are all winnable games. They are winnable games. And we should have done a lot better. I mean, we turned the ball over five times and only lost to New Orleans by a fucking touchdown. I mean, it's just, and now we head into this stretch here. We got the Lions, we had the Lions today. We got the Vikings next week. We got a bye week, finally. And uh, then we go home for Detroit. Then we got Cleveland, Atlanta, Arizona, or I think Arizona, Atlanta. And then on the road to Green Bay. And I'll tell you what, man. I don't care if we're 3-13 and going into that fucking game at Green Bay. We had better beat the fucking Packers to end the season. Okay? We had better beat Green Bay this year. That has to happen. Okay? Especially, like, we're not the team that showed up week one against the Packers. That's not us. Okay. The team that played today would have murdered Green Bay week one. Murdered him. I wish we could take this team and put them in that game and see what happens. But what the fuck am I talking about now? Anyway, guys, there you have it. So let's go ahead and uh, wrap this thing up with uh, Bear Up and Bear Down and uh, close the book on this shit and move on to week number 12. Bear up, bear down for week number 11 in the Bears' 31-26 loss to the Vikings. First up, Tyreek Stevenson. Big bear up for him. Two turnovers from the kid. You know, finally, because he dropped one last week against Carolina. And I think he's had one or two other opportunities. I mean, hell, we were talking about him dropping interceptions in the preseason. And today, boom, finally gets his hands on one. And not only that, punctuates it. With the big tackle that forced the fumble uh in the third quarter that led to the DJ Moore uh touchdown. You know, he's he's been he's built a reputation on being a really hard tackler, being a really aggressive type corner. You know, he's been he's been growing well. You know, he he went through a little stretch there. He was getting picked on. I think it was in the, the uh New Orleans game. I thought that he got benched when actually it hurt his ankle. Uh, and everything, but he was getting picked on in that game, and you know he's been growing all throughout the season. It was great to see him perform well today and and make some splash plays. The interception, forcing the uh, the fumble, uh, and everything. So big bear up to uh, to Tyreek Stevenson, bear up Justin Fields, man. I just I couldn't reiterate enough how much I did not want Justin. This I did not want this to be the game that Justin Fields came back for. I wanted him to get the rust off uh, 10 days ago uh, against, the, uh, against the Panthers. But even though he practiced that week, they didn't pull the trigger on it. He had to wait until we're going into hostile Detroit to play one of the hottest teams in the NFL. And, man, did he show up for it. Man, did he show up for it. 16 of 23, 169 and a touchdown, no interceptions. 18 carries, 108 uh, on the ground. Uh, As well, man, it's just like, that's, this was such a great game for him. But it's going to be ignored because of the Bears' epic collapse at the end of the game and by the fact that he got strip-sacked for a fumble at the end of the game to put it away uh, for Detroit. You know, and you heard me say in the fourth quarter knee-jerk reaction, you know, the offense, Justin Fields and the offense failed because, They've had opportunities in Justin Fields' time as a quarterback with the ball in the final drive, minute something to go. They need a field goal to tie or a touchdown to win, and they've come up short every single time. They have yet to, to come through. Actually, it's happened once. Everybody remembers that game against Pittsburgh where we all thought to ourselves, now we got to – there he is. There's our quarterback. That's the kid we drafted. He does that roll out to the left, hits Mooney in the end zone to go ahead – of uh pittsburgh and but that was one of those games where the defense let him down and which reminds me of uh you know a little twitter beef that i had uh this week and i didn't really have it with anyone it's just that i think it was clay harbor one of the beat writers for the for the bears that asked you know do you think this is fair and it was a clip of the of the biggest Justin Fields hater that there is, LaShawn McCoy, talking about how, you know, Justin Fields' record as a starter, six and twenty five or or whatever. And my response was like, just go go back and ask those fucking guys, what would Fields' record be as a starter if he had any kind of support from his defense? Whether it was in 2021 when Nagy was still here, don't even get me started about last season. We had a five-game stretch where we scored 33, uh, 29, 32, 31, and 30 points. We were 1-4 in in those five games. 1-4. Why? Because the defense gave up way more than that. In that game, we scored 29. We gave up 49 to the fucking Cowboys. In that game, we scored 32. We gave up 35 to the Dolphins. Didn't stop him him once throughout the whole goddamn game, you know? That whole stretch, five games right there in the middle of the field. We finally get it figured out on offense. We're finally moving the ball. We're finally scoring points, and the defense can't give the points back fast enough. What would his win-loss record look like if he had a mediocre defense these last three seasons? And granted, our defense has been playing better and better as the season goes along. Eberflus has really kind of got his feet underneath him as a defensive play caller. Uh, Again, the last four minutes of this game uh, aside, but we've been seeing good improvement from the defense. I mean, fuck, man. He got four turnovers out of his defense today. Well, out of his defense and his special teams. And we somehow managed to lose the game because we couldn't play defense for the last four minutes, the last four minutes of the fucking game. <sighs> anyway, bear up, Justin Fields. Welcome back, bro. Uh, I'm very excited to see what you're going to look like against, in in your return against Minnesota uh, next weekend. Hopefully, hopefully Luke Getze will remember that the Vikings like to blitz and game plan accordingly where we're not putting you in harm's way in an empty set on the first play of the fucking game where they're sending seven people so hopefully he'll remember i mean i'll still be you know buzzing and, and euphoric and my ears will be ringing from the from the kiss show when i finally get a chance to sit down uh and watch it so it might not sting like it would have if i'd had the night off and i could watch the game uh like i normally would maybe i won't even give a shit <laughs> If, if the Bears lose next week, but hopefully this is the start of it, you know, because the, the, all the questions, as long as Justin Fields has been out about, is he the guy, all the talk about uh, Caleb Williams and Drake May and the Bears moving on and blah, 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 Today's performance went a long way in in cementing the fact that Fields, not only can he be our guy, but he is our guy. I mean, we put that shit to bed. The whole Tyson Bajan versus Justin Fields thing, we put that to bed today. That's over. It's not, it's not a debate. Fields is the guy. For the remainder of 2023, it's not an argument. Fields is the guy. So now the question is, will he be the guy in 2024 going forward? You know, Can he put us in a position where I don't know, maybe we steal another game uh, or two. As long as Carolina keeps playing like they've been playing, we'll still have that number one pick uh, to bargain with. With today's loss, we went from number five to number four, so we own one and four uh, in the draft right now. So, anyway, so bear up, Justin Fields. Welcome back. I hope this is the start of of what we hope will be a – the beginning of you cementing the fact that this this is your team. Uh, a bear up. Montez Sweat got his first sack as a bear today. And a really good one, too. It wasn't some gimme sack where he came in to clean it up. It really was him and Golf one-on-one out in open space. He brought Golf down for the sack. It was beautiful to see. So glad he finally got that one. Got that monkey off his back. Third game in, gets his first sack uh, as a bear, and it was a big one. Uh, 2 Let's start with the Bear Downs. Luke Getzey, And let me pair this up with Matty Refluce, because the two of you fucking idiots in the last four minutes, where are your balls, man? Honestly, where are they? Not going for it on fourth and one at the start of the fourth quarter. No aggression, you know, not taking advantage of the fact that that we've been draining the lions dry all day long. That we've been wearing their defense out all day long. Eight minute drive, seven minute drive, six minute drive. All the rest of the whole fucking game, we're doing this to them. Not going for it on on third and or thir- on fourth and one there after the twist push fails. Not going for it on fourth and five when we're at their twenty one. Yard line. We fail. They've got to go 80 yards to put a touchdown in the end zone, and they got to get it back from us after that. No, but instead, we give them the field goal. They march down the field in 76 fucking seconds, put a touchdown on the board. And what was our response? Two of the most predictable dives up the middle into a nine-man wall and then a deep shot on third down. The ball should have been in Justin Fields' hands the entire time. Those should have been RPOs. Okay, those should have been design runs. Run around the edge. Make them chase you. We just got done wearing them out for nine fucking minutes. Okay, their offense did them the favor of putting points on the board, but they also did it in a minute 76 when they were just on the field for nine minutes getting their asses kicked with 12 running plays on that drive. Okay, I'm sure that they were euphoric over the fact their offense just scored a touchdown, but they must have been like, fuck, man, we already got to go back out there. And then we made it easy for them. We made it easy for them. They burned the two timeouts after first down. We throw an incomplete pass so they can save that third timeout. And then Iberflus with his, uh, you know, plan not to lose prevent keep it all in front of you, lets them march right down the fucking field again, and they score the game winner this time. And now that we're down, now you want to put the ball in Fields' hands. Now you want to do it. Okay. Yeah, should have been on that last drive. We should have come out throwing. We should have been aggressive. Once well, instead we play not to lose, psh, there it goes. Okay. And I tell you guys, I've said this a thousand times, man. Okay, like when we were playing Herbert when we were playing Derek Carr uh, and all that kind of stuff, I would rather – get burned, trying to go for it on a, you know, sending a seven or eight man blitz and getting burned by somebody just coming free than to sit there and watch us, watch them pick us apart while we sit back in zone coverage. Okay. I would much rather lose going down in a blaze of glory than to sit there and play not to lose and watch them pick us apart. I cannot stand it. I cannot stand it. And that's what—that's where Ibrahfooz lives. He lives in play not to lose. Well, you're, you know, fucking six and twenty-two as our head coach. Three and fourteen last year. Three and eight now. Maybe if you start playing to win, you'll start winning. I mean, call me crazy, but when you play not to lose, more times than not, you do. Like I it, it still blows my mind that any team will do the play not to lose, you know, will employ that strategy playing not to lose because you know the batting average of playing not to lose is not good. Not it just no. It's terrible. So <sighs> Eberflus, Getzy, bear Downs. <clears throat> you guys fucking suck, man. Bear up, TJ Edwards. Getting it done with the tackles. Got his interception uh, today. The guy's a playmaker. What can we say, man? Uh, You know, it's a good investment that we made when we uh, brought him on. Uh, Bear up Cairo Santos. Four field goals today. And granted, I would like to trade in those last two to have the Bears go for it and take a chance to see what might happen. But instead, uh, you know. You made the field goals, so God bless you. you uh, you're you Mr. Reliable with a long of 53 on the day. Scored 14 points, more than half of our points uh, today. So big bear up to Cairo Santos. Bear down, Jalen Johnson. Let me tell you something, my man. You want that $20 million a season? I'll tell you the same thing I told Allen Robinson. You want 20 million a season, you gotta make the plays a twenty million dollar motherfucker's gonna make. You didn't. You had a pick six. Nope. You dropped it. Had an opportunity for another one. Granted, tough for play. Had to die for it, but hit you in the hands. Gotta catch it. No excuses. Okay? If you say you're a twenty million dollar corner, those are the plays $20 million corners make. And I'll give you a recent example. Today. million corner, Jalen Ramsey made an interception and did the game. Saved the win for the Dolphins over the Raiders. $20 million corner, earning that $20 million. You want 20 mil? Catch the fucking ball. Make those plays. Okay? It's just that simple. I want you to stay, but no fucking way I'm giving you $20 million. That's not happening. You might be able to get 16 from me, maybe. But pff, if you're steadfast that you want 20, you can go find it somewhere else. Because you won't find it in Chicago. And actually, I don't think you'd find it anywhere unless somebody is desperate for corner help. They'd be getting a great player, absolutely. And I don't want you to go, period. I do not want you to go. But if you want to get paid with your worth, 20 million ain't it. Okay, now you can go on a tear in these last six games. Catch the interceptions, make the plays, stop blowing the opportunities when they land at your feet, like that one did in the first in the second first quarter. Second quarter today. Those plays can't get by you. Okay? Because $20 million says you're the best. It says you're the best. You're the best corner on our team. And you're working your way up into a conversation of being one of the elite corners in this league. But the elite corners in this league make the plays that you did not make today. And both of those interceptions would have been huge in this game. Absolutely huge. You could have helped your team today and you didn't. You want 20 million? Bullshit. I'm not giving it to you. You want to make 20 million? You got six games. Six games to not let those plays get past you anymore. You go on a six-game tear where you're absolutely shutting them down. Anytime the ball comes in your area, you're coming down with it. I'll write the fucking check myself. But you got to make those plays. And that goes for you too, Tyler Scott. Bear down, Tyler Scott. Number one, got the fumble. Got the momentum for the uh, Lions. They put it in the end zone, put touchdown on the board. In the game, can't have that. And then you're not running full speed until the ball's in the air. It's too late at that point, champ. Should be running full speed at all times and end up not being able to make the catch that would have literally put the game away. Detroit's got to bird their third and final timeout if you catch that ball. And then they got to pray to God that we take our, that, you know, we, we, we get super fast or we decide to throw the ball when we've got them downfield because they're out of timeouts if you catch that ball. Timeouts is over with, and we, need to, we, we only need one first down to end the game. And even then, if we have to settle for a field goal, they got no timeouts. They will run out of time before they score the points they need if you catch that ball. If you're running like you're supposed to be, it's done. And finally, on a positive note, bear up, DJ Moore. Seven catches, 96 yards, touchdown. You know, looked like somebody who was happy to have his quarterback back out on the field. Seven catches on nine targets. That's a hell of a day. And a big touchdown. So, welcome back. Uh, <laughs> welcome back to the offense, DJ Moore, because we haven't seen you very much while Bajant uh, was out there. So, anyway, guys, I'm done now. That's it. I'm done belly aching. This game really fucking pissed me off in case you couldn't tell. We let this one get away from us. I didn't think we had a shot in hell in this game, and then I could not believe my fucking eyes while we pissed it away in the last four minutes. I don't know what it is about Getzy that, you know, he always talks about maximum effort. Well, how about we get it for 60 minutes, bro? How about it? Because you always seem to take your foot off the gas at the end of football games, and we, we've lost them. The Denver game, now this one, unbelievable. So, anyway... Come on back tomorrow, guys. We'll wrap up week number 11 with the uh, fourth phase. And uh, really interested to see how that uh, Kansas City-Philly game uh, turns out. And, uh, yeah, I'm doing pretty good with the picks, but the ones I got wrong hurt me today. That really fucking sucks. But we'll see how it all shakes out. So come on back tomorrow for the week 11 of the fourth phase. We'll close the book on week number 11 and move on to week 12, which is going to be exciting. Everybody's playing week 12, no bye weeks for week 12. We got three games on Thanksgiving. We got a Black Friday game and a partridge in a pear tree as uh, we start to head into the final phase of this season. So come back tomorrow for the fourth phase. And until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been Bears Talk Underground.